Sergi, you awake the next morning and you are prodded and you pull your sackcloth down from your face to see a man standing over you. Johan Hale. I think the, the best word or the best two words to describe Johan is witch hunter. I suggest you start talking quickly and very, very, very absolutely. Uh, is, uh, we, go, we take cards to a town called Vandalin. You will take me to this cart and to the people of whom you speak. And for all intents and purposes, I'm a very willing participant to this quest. You yes. completely vouch for me and I will stay with you. And when we find the wizard, you will point him out to me. Is that understood? As soon as you arrive, Milo pulls out this parchment with this uh, long inventory um, of the cart's contents and he reads it aloud. Says, right, two oxen, one cart, 12 sacks of flour, three casts of salted pork, two kegs of strong ale, 12 shovels, 12 picks, 12 crowbars, five lanterns and a small barrel of oil. And uh, you are of course welcome to inspect any of the merchandise and just confirm that everything is present and in order. Yep. I'm going to pull Sergi aside. Is Johan hurting you? Why are we whispering? Are you in danger? I'm in, I'm always in danger, yes. He, he did hit me, he did strangle me, but it, it was all part of the day-to-day job. If you happen to meet the, the widow, Kelleen Alderleaf, at the farm there, then please, would you be so kind as to just send her my regards? If that's okay, you uh, you make one final check of the um, the oxen and the supplies. You kind of nod to each other. You all board the cart, begin making your way to the gates of the city, ready to depart on your mission. Depart the gates of Neverwinter with the oxen and the cart of supplies, heading south along the high road. The sun is. Let me just let that music just calm down slightly. Um, the the sun is beating down on your face with no wind for any respite and not a cloud in the sky the heat that's hitting your face is actually more reminiscent of midsummer than you would expect in the run-up to midwinter as we are currently experiencing and this is especially true up here in the north the region where neverwinter is um, and the sword coast as a whole so As you're travelling, on your right to the west, you can see the blue expanse of the Sea of Swords, only a mile or two away from you, and stretching out as far as the eye can see. On your left to the east, you can see the green 
rolling hills and plains of the Sword Coast before far off to the horizon, a thick expanse of dense forest. And directly in front of you, far to the south, you can see the faint image of the snow-capped peaks of the Sword Mountains dominating the skyline. So, um, let's establish some sort of, for what it's worth, marching order. Um, where where are you kind of in relation to the cars? Are you, somebody's going to have to be driving the, the wagon, um, at least one of you. Um, but otherwise, there's you could be walking behind, walking to the side. You might be sitting on the cart with all of the supplies. Where, where's everybody kind of situated? I feel like I'd be at the back so I can see everyone. Yeah. And then no one's behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <coughs> I'll walk on the side at least for most of the journey. I think we'd swap yeah. who was sitting every now and then, but I'll walk to the side of it. Thoric's probably driving because mm. <laughs> yeah. the options are him or Sergey. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I imagine Sergey's probably uh, sat next to Thoric, uh, eating away the flapjack or the, the bread or whatever, uh, having a lovely old time. Okay. Okay. Right. That's fine. Okay. Right. Um, so, obviously, being on the road is a prime opportunity for any conversation that you might want to have, any questions you might want to ask each other. So, Sergey, uh, yes. where were you getting into trouble before you uh, before you were getting into trouble? Never winter. Well, you know, here and there, I um, I get in trouble everywhere I go. It's just part of myself, my personality. Um, this is very good bread, by the way. I, uh, bread, you. flapjack. I cannot tell. It's it's excellent. It's all um, it's a meal in one, really. You know, good for the journey if you can avoid the hard tack for as long as possible. It's better to have fresh fodder when you can get it. Is better than grubs and rats. Where did you Where did you learn to make? Uh, my uh, My father actually. He's uh, my mother's the career path is the high priestess, a very a good woman, but a stern woman. But my father, he's uh, he's the one that taught me how to brew beer, make a solid meal, and uh, aye, it's uh, good to be able to feed yourself, isn't it? After so many years, you might as well learn sometime. It is. It is better than getting scurvy on some horrible ship. Is that something you've done? I've done many things. I've got scurvy on ship. I've I've killed dragons. I've uh, you know I've robbed banks. I've uh, I've been all around the place, really. <laughs> um, how much of what Sergey is telling me is kind of triggering the? Uh, the bullshit. <laughs> well, uh, why do you, why do you roll an insight check and find out? Let me roll my first roll of the. Mm. Really, <laughs> we're in episode three and you haven't rolled a dice yet. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I also rolled. I rolled a two on the dice, which is a six. 
right. I I shouldn't suspect that this is uh, really pinging your bullshit radar much at all. Um, I just want to think the best of him. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's a he's a lovable <laughs> fellow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what about your cousin Johan? Uh, when was the last time you saw young Sergey here? If you still believe that I'm his cousin at this point, then you trust him far too much, Dwarf. Johan, you just broke the whole lie. Now he does not believe you are my cousin. Yes, I only broke the lie just now. How I, uh, unfortunate. I think we, uh, we all probably guessed that much, but... Yeah, your, uh, your reasons for being here are your own, but... This, uh, you seemed interested in, you looking for someone, or? Yes. Care to elaborate? I take an interest in certain persons. It's part of the duties of my associates and I to find these people and to make sure that their intentions are noble. And if they are not, then we have a problem. And what sort of people be they? My associates and I call them abhorrence, creatures that grain strength and power, not through skill or intellect or strength at arms, but by unnatural magics and deals with those beyond. I see. Uh, magic users, then. In a word. Or two. As I would like to say, he is very good at finding people. He found me under a potato sack. Just you, were, you were not particularly difficult to find. I, I could smell you from across the market. Do not smell that bad. <laughs> Maybe we could uh, find a nice bathhouse once we get to Fandolin. Eh? Excellent idea. You will talk Sorry. about ba what is bathhouse. I've not heard of it before. I don't suppose you have, lad. That explains a great deal. Well, I'm glad we're all in understanding then. And, uh, Saga, where do you hear from yourself? Yes, your swords and your weapons are kept in immaculate condition. I grew up in Coneybury. That was a long time ago. It was a merchant town. Nothing much happened there, and then... Then I... Um... I guess you could call me a nomad. Spent time in the wilderness. In the north. Far, far north. How far? Very far. Far as the... Uh, <laughs> far as the dwarf kingdoms. Not quite that far. Just just humans. Uh, see, you humans all think, talking about north, you don't know what true north is. You're right. 
Well, don't suppose where where we're not with as good on mountains as you. True enough. Now where the wolves are, the cold, the wilderness. That's where I learned to fight. Well, this is a merry gathering, isn't it? And he takes another <laughs> bite of uh, loaf and rat, just like shakes the mm. tin over at Johan over his shoulder. If not poison. If it is, I would happily die to it. It's very good poison. <laughs> Bundles one up and throws it at Saga. <laughs> she catches it. But <laughs> uh, nod. It's probably the the best ringing endorsement you can get from Johanna at this point. <laughs> I nudge so again. I'm like, I think he likes me. I think so too. <laughs> so after approximately four hours of travel along the high road um, that you're traveling along, um, it began begins to veer more inland, uh, putting more distance between yourselves and the the sea of swords um, until eventually it uh, the sea itself falls beyond the horizon um, beyond conversation is there anything anybody would like to do whilst traveling on the road for the next few hours such as you know maybe foraging for food or anything I imagine you've probably got rations and things but if there's anything that springs to mind as something that you'd like to do as part of your journeying day, then please do let me know. I think I'll leave foraging and such to when we set camp. Sure, sure. I think what I might do now we're clear of the city is have another look at what we're transporting because it seems like overkill to hire such, you know, such an elaborate band of hired killers in some, to protect what is essentially a shopping list. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, basically. You know. So I want to have a look, another look at uh, the wagon and see if there's anything else to be found. Sure, yeah. Give me um, an investigate check then, please. Okay. Eight plus six is 14. Okay. Um, so you, you have a look through. Um, you are looking presumably for anything remote, uh, remotely unusual, um, and nothing seems to be out of place, really. Um, you check over the list you, that um, Thoric's got, um, you have a look at that, and it all adds up. Um, again, the list uh, two oxen, one cart, 12 sacks of flour three casks of salted pork, two kegs of strong ale, 12 shovels, 12 picks, 12 crowbars, five lanterns, and a small barrel of oil. Interesting. But nothing seems... There doesn't seem to be any indication that there's anything that's in amongst the supplies that is not written on the list. Everything is accounted for. Doesn't this seem strange to any of you? He said there'd be more jobs. Mm. There'd be more jobs after, you know? I guess he's just see seeing if we die on the journey. I don't trust him. 
I don't trust this mission. Yet you're here. Yet I'm here. You don't seem like a very trusting man, Johan. It behooves one to keep his wits in my line of work. I've seen stranger things than this. It is just cut. That is the end of sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Anything else anybody would like to do? I guess just uh, Thorax driving, so he's concentrating on that, but just kind of keeping his eyes when the, I assume the path's kind of winding Mm -hmm. through the hills and such. He's trying to just keep keep an eye out on the roads, anticipate things. Sure. Dips, making sure it's a nice smooth journey for everyone. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. For, uh, Saga seems a lot more at ease on the road than in the hustling city, which uh-huh. uh, Sergey and Thorik might have noticed. But yeah. Okay. Um, in which case, then, uh, a few hours later, um, with the sun now almost touching the horizon, and uh, tiredness beginning to kick in. Um, Thoric in particular, you note in the distance uh, some heavy, thick, charcoal-colored cloud ominously starting to fill the sky. Um, Evening is soon to be setting in. So what do you all do next? Thoric will kind of uh, nudge Sergei and point Rain's coming. We used the uh, big scary cloud. Uh, well, you know, we'll count it as a shower for you. Uh, <laughs> eh? what, what we should find. We we should find somewhere to camp. Yes, I, I agree. We must cover the cart. It might get wet. <laughs> Thank you for your observation, Johan. It's serious, and he says that. <laughs> <laughs> Sharp as a tack, he is. Um, so yes, uh, Thoric will try and look out for, I don't know, maybe like a lean-to, if there's like a, a decent stout tree, or basically anywhere that we can sort of put ourselves under, if there's like an outcrop of rock that we could be under to sort of set ourselves up. Mm. Uh, okay. Um, in which case, then, could you give me a survival skill, please? Survival check. I am proficient in it as well, so... As am I. As am I. (laughs) (laughs) Survival. No one is special. Uh, I am not proficient. Note that Sergei is not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not proficient in that. Apparently I'm proficient in athletics, but uh, we'll see. Uh, One of you is welcome, then, to assist to provide advantage. I shall assist. Okay. Here I go. It's a natural 20. (gasps) For a total of 24. Fantastic. The first nat 20. To find a rock. (laughs) We find Um, a five star in. So you find um, actually a a short distance away, you can actually see on the horizon um, a a good outcropping of of rocks and things which kind of circle around each other, um, not too far off from the road. 
so not not really anywhere that you're going to have to take the um the cart and an ox off road um anywhere so you you manage to find that um but as you are approaching that outcropping um the weather takes a bit of a turn and it becomes very clear to you that this is not just rain incoming but a full-blown storm and so you're going to need really to batten up the hatches as it were to Mm. make sure that you can get a good night's rest on the road uh what do you do next may i put a theory to the group does this weather seem unnatural to anyone Oh, may the all-mother bless us. It's just a bit of rain, Johan. Have you not been outside before? Yes, but it is strange to have such hot sun in the middle of winter. Global warming, mate. (laughs) Saga's just going to walk away and start, like, uh, finding... See if she can find wood for a campfire that we can put, like... Are we under a rock or something? I Uh, go with her. Yeah, you've got got the outcropping. Um, Mm. It shields you in in little patches. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, there's there's certainly the potential that the outcropping itself, if the rain is really heavy, could start to get a little bit flooded. So you're probably going to need to shelter it somehow. Um, Yeah, so I will... get a good rest. I will try and find some. I'll go on a good old scavenge trip. Okay, sure. See if there's any berries or something I can uh, gather as well. Sure, I think we could do that as a survival check mm. or a nature check, whichever you prefer. No, let's so, go with survival because nature survival. more knowledge rather than actually survival. being active. So yeah, let's go survival. That's oh, a natural my 20! Goodness. Oh! Hey. 21! Oh, 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 oh. Okay, so you find um, a good um, amount of um, of wood and supplies and things, really, to try and create some sort of canopy mm-hmm. over this um, this outcropping. Um, it takes you a good while, um, but you're you're very successful in finding um, a fair amount of this stuff that's really gonna gonna um, uh, provide shelter. Um, the really thing, only real problem now that you need to solve is, of course, any of the uh, water coming down the hills that might kind of um, flood as it comes down, flood, flood the ground in this little camp that you guys are setting up. And, of course, uh, you're going to need some sort of fire as well um, to get things going. So... Um, if you if you if the place is flooded, you're not really going to be able to get a fire going that much. So, I have a tinderbox for just such occasions. <laughs> I love burning things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to say then the obvious thing would probably be a survival check to see if you're able to get this fire going. Okay, I have proficiency. 12 plus 1 is a 13. Oh, nice. Okay. Do Uh, I then start a fire? (laughs) (laughs) Or am I just chipping at that flint? 
uh, you, hours and you, hours. It's, it's taking you a long time. Um, you are maybe you maybe start it a little prematurely um, before Sargus finished building this canopy. Um, mm. So um, there's sometimes having to chuck wood out that's gotten a little bit too wet to, to be able to light. So it takes you a fair bit of time. But eventually you get a nice warm campfire going um, to shield you for the evening. Um, Sergi, is there anything that you would like to do in amongst all of this? Yes, I would. Uh, I assume he hops down off the off the cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heads kind of under the canopy. Is the cart under the canopy as well? No. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. With the oxen there as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll head under and. Uh, Johan, it's uh, there's nothing to be afraid of. It is just storm. It is like little man taking big piss on your head. Okay. You are uh, nothing to worry about. You, would you like a lullaby? I can sing you lullaby to ease your um, ease your worries. While Johan doesn't say anything, he is visibly in a better mood when sat by a fire. <laughs> and he, Johan just, if you must. Excellent. This one is called uh, The Storm That Killed Everyone Under the Rock Canopy. It goes like this. And I assume he just goes ahead and starts to play the song in his lute. No! You cannot cop out of that! <laughs> there was a storm. And it killed everyone under the canopy. That is all I have. Uh, thank you. Good night. Beautiful. I prefer the original. You feel, uh, you feel more at ease now, Johan. Yes. <laughs> Much better. I am glad. I'd like to come and sit by the fire with him as well. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, you're going to need to um, keep watch throughout the night, in amongst all this storm. So, um, what? Order I'll volunteer to, to be the first on watch. Okay. I'll be next. <clears throat> I'll happily go next. Right. I'll take last. Good morning, by then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. Before, uh, before Saga takes her watch, um, what does Saga have that's kind of like a loose... Does she carry any staff or like does she carry her sword out or anything like that? Well, I have a sword, a warhammer and a staff, but I rarely use the staff. Okay. Um, just on like the... The Warhammer Thor just points us. Do you mind if I uh, borrow that just for a second? Uh, as long as you don't hurt anyone, I'm sure. I promise. I've got my own one for that. Um, and he takes the uh, Warhammer, places his hand on the on the top, and sort of like just uh, concentrates for a moment. You see the the sort of knuckle duster rings glow for a moment, and I cast light on uh, the Warhammer. So the uh, the top of your Warhammer now has a 20-foot... Um, uh, <laughs> love that. Hello. 
now has a 20 foot bright, 20 foot dim, so 40 foot total light source coming from it in this kind of waves of silvery uh, light. Impressive. I just thought uh, probably help you on your watch. <laughs> It'll only last about an hour, so uh, you know, make sure people sneak up us up on us in that hour, not the hour after that. <laughs> These light I... big lighthouse in the canopy. Speaking <laughs> of sneaking up, I immediately sneak up on Thoric, take a dagger and hold it to his neck. Oh Jesus! Do, you... <laughs> Do I? Uh... <laughs> Do you think you're doing? <laughs> ah, <laughs> there he is, the, the old dwarf. boy. The dwarf practices forbidden practices. <laughs> uh, I practiced that one for a while. I think I'm quite proficient in actually. Sorry, I don't really shave, as you can see. If you wouldn't mind taking your little butter knife off my off my neck, that would be. Uh, that'd State be great. the purpose of your abilities, dwarf. From whence do you gain such power? He's a healer, and I put down your little toothpick. I will put it down when I'm satisfied that he didn't mean to hurt anyone with his freakish abilities. Of course he didn't. It's light. Fire is the only light I need. If you want light, I'll give you a torch. I don't need your freakish abilities, dwarf. You keep that kind of thing to yourself, or you'll Sorry. taste the wrong end of my blade. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Thoric uh, gives him a comforting pat on the hand, and I'd like to cast Guidance on him. <laughs> so, yes. So, uh, for a minute, <laughs> you'll add a d4 to any ability check you make. And that just gives him a little warm and tingly feeling, but I'm just anticipating it might run for him. <laughs> and I'll be like, it's all right, lads. It's going to be okay. My powers are not from... Sorry about the choir. My, uh, that was a bit loud. No, 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 I like that. <laughs> My powers are neither from demon nor horrible beastie. You're quite safe with me. But uh, I'll bear in mind your your fear. I would Don't. like to apologize for the uh, overreaction of my long lost cousin, Johan. Calm down, please. These are rough <laughs> friends. I just look, I roll my eyes at Sergei and just don't do that again. Do not cast anything on me ever, ever, ever again. Uh, sure, mate. <laughs> Thoric just looks quite comfy. He's just got the knife in his foot. He's just chilling. He's just like, yeah, well, we'll see. I'm sure you'll be thanking me for it at one time or another. Put it back, and I begrudgingly tuck myself into my sleeping bag, <laughs> angrily staring at Thoric. Thoric tucks himself in and just goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sergei tucks himself in, uh, nestles up to Johan and whispers into Johan's ear, Johan, would you like another lullaby? As I walk back back to where I was uh, taking watch, I accidentally kick Johan and go, ooh. Oh my god. <laughs> Your, Johan takes note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, so, uh, you've managed to um, build quite a good shelter. Obviously, there's still a, a storm ongoing, so um, it's not the best sleeping conditions. So, I'd just like, it's quite a low DC, but I'd quite like you all to make a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, please. no. Please. How good of a night's sleep you've actually had. Wow. 21. Seven. 30. No. I don't like that look from Wayne. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, I, I rolled the wrong doodah. No, that's right, constitution saving throw. Yeah, that's right. No, I didn't press on, I pressed on constitution check, not saving throw. Oh, not a saving throw, yes. yes. Oh, yes, yeah, so I guess. Right. Yours is the same. 15. There we go. Yeah, you re-roll so that more. then, Johan. Because <clears throat> I get more on a saving throw. Yes, you do. Uh. Oh Jesus! <laughs> you get a cold. <laughs> <laughs> the sniffles. Thumbs uh, a bitch. <laughs> how did you get on Thoric? Uh, Eleven. Okay, and uh, Sergi. At twenty-one. Oh, unnatural. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so the the night passes aside from the storm uh, without a hitch. Um, Sergi, you awake feeling incredibly refreshed. Um, and Thoric and Saga, you've had a as good a night's sleep as you could probably manage with the storm. Um, Johan, however, maybe it's because you've been kept up at night <clears throat> begrudgingly thinking about all the spellcasting that's just gone in, on in your presence. Maybe that's kept you up a little bit. But you've not had a good night's sleep at all, tossing and turning. Um, perhaps it might have been the dwarf's fault um, rather than the storm. Who knows? Um, but you have gained a level of exhaustion. Um, which means that until you manage to long rest, which you can't do until this next night, um, you have disadvantage on skill checks. Okay. And ability checks. That doesn't include a- attacks and things, just like skill checks and things. You're just your brain is not quite as switched on as it normally would be. Because you've had a bit of a bad night's sleep. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best night's sleep I've had in about ten years. Shut up, Halfling. <laughs> <laughs> I am your long lost cousin. You treat me with more respect, okay? I'm going to find some berries. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so the next day, um, after having woken up, um, following this aftermath of the storm, um, your journey continues relatively unimpeded um, and you spend most of the day traveling and when twilight is nearly upon you again as you crest one of the many low round hills that have become quite familiar to you over the last two days of travel below you in the distance you see the trailhead where the high road splits off onto the Tribor Trail, which you were informed of by Milo. Um, however, 
at the junction, you see a gang of leather-cloaked and black-masked men accompanied by a group of bipedal reptiles swinging their scimitars and spears at an armor-cladded knight and his companion. Um, a horse, presumably the knight mount, lays dead in the roadway, its head pierced by several of the reptile's spears. So, they haven't yet seen you. Um, you are approaching. What would you like to do? This human is in distress. I offer no course of action. <laughs> um, can I tell from looking at these uh, lizardy folks what race they are? Uh, give me a nature check, please. Nature is plus one. That's just a ten. Okay. Uh, you are not familiar with these creatures, actually. Can I make the same check as well? Sure. I do not know what they are. Look like her. Big Nine, Nineteen. Oh, yes. These are most definitely kobolds. Oh. The men are humans, obviously. Mm-hmm. I... They're kobolds. Maybe I... if we ask them kindly to stop. I think we'll have to be a bit more forceful than that. Hmm. So be it. Saga. Grab yes. onto the cart. I do. And and uh, Thoric like wraps his hands around the reins and he goes, yeah! <laughs> uh, with the intention of with all of us on the cart charging at the group of kobolds mm. with the two oxen at the front. Ooh, Ooh. that's good. Ooh. I leap onto the cart. <laughs> and you charge straight down the road, um, ready to engage in battle with these kobolds and these cultists. Alright, guy, I'm not good with speed. No. Just hold on, lad. <laughs> I draw I draw my rapier like well, I guess this is happening. 